Am I going to answer this one? Jim, I they can they'll get done. It's just different time schedules. <laughs> <So> and- I, <laughs> I, I have learned. Allison says that, but what she really means is, if I leave it there long enough, Jim will do it. It just bothers so, him before it bothers me. But you know that. <laughs> You gotta bring up our fight. I mean, I'm usually right, but that's <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Never, no way. Let's go back. Don't share that story. Hang on, did I go too fast? You just jumped to purpose, which is you. You're what a visionary. I see your I'm connection a- here. <laughs> Love or work. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. Yes, we are. It's a new year. It's still January. Yeah. How are you feeling? It's coming to the end of January. Yeah. How are you feeling? In life? Yeah. Well, we've been doing this whole 30. I I feel like I'm really good at about a whole 22. (laughs) We're at like 23. (laughs) Basically, you want to be done. I don't know who determined the 30. I have always really committed to a whole 28. This is his thing. Like every January is he wants to do this whole 30 kind of cleanse and set back. Right. Which I have and all I've done it really well. Yeah. I feel like I'm there, but you feel like you're done. I'm arrived. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and all the people listening that are on hold. Also because there's a bottle of wine with sitting right here on the table that our friends brought us as yeah, a gift. That was kind. And they bring it and it's sitting in front of us and you're thinking you want to be done. Well, whole 23. (laughs) All right. So today. Speaking of friends. Yeah. We have really good friends of ours. We do. And also your boss. (laughs) He's going to love that that you said this. Uh, He is my boss. What's great is I double his salary every year. (laughs) He, this is Jim and Allison Dudley. And uh, Jim is the chairman of chairman of the board of Plywood People, Jeff's boss. Which means when I said I double his salary, he doesn't get paid anything. And so when you double zero, it always is zero. Zero. It's great. And it's great. he's like one of your best friends. <laughs> he really is. And so. I want to say this before he didn't. He's not in the room, obviously. Um, I don't get to thank him enough. And. Um, yeah, to have a friend to do this work that I do um, with that encourages me, that honestly gets to hear me vent and complain about things at times and see me in my best and worst moments is a real gift because he loves me in the midst of it. So yeah. really and thankful to have really him And they've really been today. with us through thick and thin, yeah. through this whole endeavor and experiment. So yeah. Since, yeah, since the beginning. Since the beginning. So he is also a wash me fast which are car washes, owner. Owner. And his wife, Allison, who is the creator of Wise Guys. Um, and we'll talk more about it, but we'll link to it in our show notes. Yeah, I feel like this interview, uh, before I tell you the three things to listen for, um, is personal because these are really close friends of ours. And um, I think we were able to pull some things out that you don't get in just random interviews. And we have pages of notes. So, so here's the three things. Yeah, let's do it. The love boat. Oh my goodness. Did I nail it? I, I'm looking at Matt. Our I producer. don't know. Love boat song. Keep going. Number two, suturing skills. Yes. Which you have. Yes. I don't have. Yeah. And number three, the rug. 
Mm, that's mm, a good the one. Rug. That Suture got me thinking. Rug and love boat. <laughs> I mean, could, this is. <laughs> I can't believe this is the first time it? I've sung this on Love or Work. I know, and I don't understand why we're still singing it. The love Stop! <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Jim and Allison Dudley. So we met one summer in Panama City Beach, Florida. I mean, oh, what wow. good love story Classy. does not start in Classy. PCB, right? Was this spring break? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, we did have airbrush t-shirts, though. Well, you're uh, not. Did you really? No, no, we really didn't. <laughs> that would be awesome. This is after college. Yeah. Okay. So I was working for a college ministry, and so we were down there, and um, she came down with... Some friends of hers to kind of watch their kids for the summer for a little bit. That's nanny, and let's give me a professional title. Okay, here. She was, I nanny. was the nanny, <laughs> and um, just finished my first year of grad school. And so we met a few times, and I didn't. I don't know. I wasn't like initially just attracted to Allison. And you were dating somebody, so I guess probably Ish. I wasn't like yeah. thinking that that was an option. Yeah. Um. And I had arranged this cruise for a lot of the single people that worked for this ministry. And there were four guys and three girls that were going to go on the cruise. And last minute, somebody said, hey, I've got this girl, Allison, who might be interested in going on the cruise and it'd make it, you know, just an even eight. So I was like, sure, why not? And so she said she wanted to go. And so I remember when we met up in Atlanta, we were going to drive down to Tampa, I think it was, to get on the boat um, she walked in and I definitely noticed her at that point. And I was like, <laughs> who is this girl? She had curly hair back then. And I was like, she's going to be stuck on a boat for four days. With me. And, oh, it was four. It wasn't like a dinner cruise. No, it was it like, was like the, it was, we oh, went high class back part. in the day. It was carnival. So, oh, it was a, yeah. it was a, it was all cruise. the single staff went and full I cruise. tagged along with my roommate. Yep. And okay. so, she walked in and I was like, this is a good situation this, this for is, you. That's right. Because <laughs> were the other, was everyone else coupled up? No. Oh, no. Okay. no. It was just, but I knew just the three guys. guys I had known the three <clears throat> other guys for years. You were the only one that I had just like become yeah, aware our of. Our paths had not crossed really, which was odd because we had so many mutual friends. But so anyways, I made it a point on that cruise to follow her around as much as I could and try to get to know her. And I were think you still it dating somebody or no? no? At this point, you weren't. Was it was as not, she uh, had broke it off and said, "We'll talk when I get back and see." Oh. She know. left her options open on she the cruise. She's a player. <laughs> so wait, so did it? Was did did it's it happen? Like did oh. something happen on the cruise? Oh, absolutely. It was and, the love boat. Oh. That's right. It was the love boat. <laughs> So the last night I asked her if we could, you know, start dating and she said yes. Or spending more time together. I don't know if you were like, can we date? Okay. Either way, it was, Moving I want to hang forward. out with you. That's mm-hmm. right. I was like, okay. And so on the way home, my parents were like, how'd the cruise go? I said, I met the girl I'm going to marry. Uh, and my so sister said, if you marry her, I'll sing the love boat at the wedding. Or at your, are you serious? Dinner. And she did. She did. <laughs> 
She's she singing the love boat song. You help her sing the love boat. Right. Like, we're dating ourselves know. here, right? I don't your know. Your sister's a good bit older. Me. Did you never watch the love boat? She was no. born in the 80s. I think I just nailed it. That's right. I have no clue. Perfect joke. Thanks. And uh, so that was that was in July, and um, I think in August or early September, I told her I wanted to marry her. Wow! And then we got engaged in November. Um, it was the day after the Georgia Auburn game because I was going to do it on Saturday, and then somebody invited me to the Georgia Auburn game. <laughs> So I pushed it back. Oh again. my yes, goodness! This is like a. This, <laughs> this has is, been the yeah. story of your life. Ever, right. Right? Hold on, just a game. minute. There's a game on. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I didn't know it at the time. She didn't. This still worked out. At that time, right. you're like so in love. You're like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you were already. To know you were graduated. The no, yeah, I was, I was graduated. graduated. Okay. Yeah, I was graduated and living in Jacksonville, Alabama. Boy, the um, South right there. So yeah, so we got engaged in November and then we got married that next May. Wow. So less than a year from when we met. What did he miss out? What did he what did he miss that in those three? That was a pretty complete full version there. It was good. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You agree? I do. Yeah. Okay. He so what I heard was he just followed you around like a little puppy dog. <laughs> Literally. You know All around the cruise. Well, <laughs> One time, 100%. <laughs> we were walking down the hallway in the very narrow hallways to go somewhere, and you, he literally stepped me out of my flip flop. Like, I kept walking, my flip flop was back in the hallway, so I had to turn around because he was following that closely. Oh. So, okay. yes, he was following me. I had a limited time. I love it. You know, once she got off that boat, I needed her to like me. That was your chance. So, Four that days. Was it. so now, how many years have you been married? 15 and a half. Be 16 in May. And then how many kids? We have four boys, six, nine, 11, and 13. We entered the teenage teenage years. years. Oh, my goodness. That's right. And you just went on a cruise. Was that like a, is that (laughs) like a, is that, yeah, how was that? Is that that a thing you. the first cruise we'd been on together since then. Yeah. Seriously? Yep. I'd, I'd been on a few. But back together on a cruise ship. How'd that Did that bring back memories? It Um, did. Yeah, I don't think Allison liked it as much this time. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no. But we were able to do things on this cruise that we weren't last oh, time. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, no, it was the, the cruise was great. We went with another couple dear friends and, I mean, free food. I mean, great food. Yeah. And, like, no kids. And so it was great. But I think just my age showed. I'm like, this boat's moving this boat's moving. <laughs> so um, I didn't get sick, but I did not. It was took me like three days after I got off. The normalized. For, yes. Kind of, yeah. So yeah. I was like, that probably wasn't my favorite thing these days. <laughs> and just a lot of people. But anyways. That was another thing. I'm like, why do I have to save a chair at the pool? And then there's yeah. always music and I just wanted it to be quiet. But hey, there were no kids. No kids. Which was a big part of it. Key. I mean, I love my kids. Yeah, so but let's like talk about these kids. You have four boys. Mm-hmm. And Allison, how does it feel being the only girl in this house? I was entering into parenthood. I was like, I would be, I was always a mom. I was like, I'd be okay if I had all boys. And mm-hmm. so, um, so I like it. I love being outside and doing things. And um, as they've gotten older, I, I think it's gotten harder because I'm like, 
their level of activity is increased, their level of wanting to push the limits. Um, but it's great. I mean, we even have our dog as a boy, you know, just <laughs> all just, boys. Actually, just I didn't think about that. All kind of boys. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you, I mean, if you were giving advice to another couple who's raising boys, what would you, what would you say? What have you learned? Mm. We have boy boys. One, you need to have a few skills on, you know, sutures, you know, just small things. <laughs> she does on a staple Suturing. gun. No, and she I has. do not have a staple gun anymore. You did. Uh, but you did use it on I a did. I just wanted time. to see if I could really get it off of Amazon and they did deliver. But I do. I have butterfly sutures and you know medical glue and that kind of stuff. We have sent Andre way too many pictures of. Should we go to the yard for this? <laughs> yes, and I get pictures fun. too. And I have no medical background. Just this yeah. past summer, I was like, Wait, I, uh, "What yes. was that summer though? There was how many emergency room visits? And it was like one summer that yes. it went. There was ballistic. at least I think three or four. Like four in a month or two or something. Yes. So the first thing so. you've learned is that with a bunch of boys, there's going to be a bunch of injuries, right? There are. Or, so yes. Al- Allison has a saying that if boys and men would just count to three before they do things sometimes, <laughs> that it would save a lot Avoid of trouble. Avoid a lot of trouble. You know? <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that. It's true. So I do mean, you see, hear your boys like they're at the edge of the cliff and they're like, one, two, three, one, two, three. I wish. They no. are always pushing the limits, so. yeah. Well, and I, I don't think thing. that they're going to grow out of it. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to count to three, is what you're saying. No, because no. Jim doesn't count to three. <laughs> do you remember that time we were, I do we were remember. at the pool? <laughs> exactly yes. I knew it. Here's Go ahead. Time you're like, say it. Oh, I'm just going to do this. We were at a, we were um, in Nicaragua, Nicaragua together, together yeah. and Y'all were in the pool together and they had, I mean, an older pool. And so it had like the floating chlorine tablet. Yes, going around. (laughs) And you didn't. Floating throughout the pool. Yeah. 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 And And it kept getting in my way. It did. It did. And so what did you need to do? You needed to move it. it to the other end. You threw it. It wasn't quite like that. You chunked it so hard. It missed the, it didn't even stay in the pool. And it landed outside the pool on the concrete. And it's like placing it. Pick up. And those things are expensive in Nicaragua. (laughs) (laughs) We were about 30 yards. It was a football throw. (laughs) So there's an example of like, hey, just stop. Think for three seconds. I I could just put it on the pool. I'll put it back in when I get in the pool or just shove it or chunk it. (laughs) So our life is full of those stories. Yeah. Kids, you know, I, I told somebody the other day. Having four boys, it's a mix of like WWF to where it's like fake fun fighting and a mix of UFC. We're like... The real yes. deal. They're really going at <laughs> so, it. Someone's yes. face is against a fence. That's right. Like, <laughs> and they're trying to make their... They're trying to choke their brother out. And, <laughs> and you you're know. trying to just decipher which it. one yeah, right. you're in right now. Are we still vacant or are we for real? <laughs> yes. Because the line's very... You can usually tell pretty quick though mm-hmm. when it goes from best friends to... Worst enemy. Well, their punches are harder now, and they yeah. also know where to target each yes. other. They know the triggers there. Uh, yeah. Yes. Sure so so how, I, yeah. Oh. How does it work though when a girl walks in? You know, a cousin. You have cousins that are girls. You have, you know, when the girls enter the scenario, how are the boys, or what are That's, you teaching the boys in response to that? Because you know, it's fine. To, to be all brothers in WWF, right. but right. then you got your little girl cousin walking in. How's that work? Yes. 
I think our boys transitioned very well from knowing how to roughhouse and wrestle to mm-hmm. treating. I think about Addie. Right. She's one of their girl cousins. And I mean, they're really sweet with her. Yeah. You yes. know, and they know if we're sitting around the dinner table and it's just us, you're probably going to get some burps and farts. And <laughs> But if we have people <laughs> at the house, they typically don't do that. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> they tone it down a little bit. They tone it down a little bit. That's good. We've got good kids. So I know you guys think a lot about this. Um, your kid, you know, your kids are really talented a couple of kids are really great athletes. There's this tension that we see in families a lot of times of how do you balance things like sports and activities mm-hmm. and family and normal life, you know? Yes. Right. You guys have wrestled through that. Can you share kind of that journey for the two of you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in, in regards to sports, I would say like the one thing we've done so far is we've said we're not doing any travel teams. Yes, because so, they're not. There's no college scouts at this age. Like we're not banking on any scholarships, and it's more mm-hmm. important for our family than it is for their social aspect right now. I mean, like there's going to be a time where it's more. It, this sh- it shifts, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the things you read it talks about. It's better to play multiple sports, yeah, early on than, than just focus one on focus. one and be all yeah. in. And so that was just kind of a decision we made early on, saying we're not gonna we're not gonna do travel stuff. Uh, for a while, we would only do one thing per year. As they've gotten older, um, you know, we we pretty much do something each season now. But it's local; it's close to the house. We're not traveling a whole lot. But I think it's important for our boys to get that interaction, to get um, to get the, that uh, activity level out because they are. They have a lot of energy. And what mm-hmm. we've learned with boys, if you don't help them do it constructively, they will find a way to do it. And usually it's destructive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so get out the energy in yeah. first too. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what I've heard or read a lot of is like is the energy getting out first so that then you can focus on like the deeper other issues because they right. can't focus on deeper other issues with all the extra spazoid energy. Is that right? Yes. Right. Well, I mean, academically, emotionally, socially, I mean, like if they're just wound tight, it's going to be hard to focus Yeah. Or anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And choosing leagues, we're like, man, we've heard this is a great league, but we're like, but they practice like three days a week. And we're like, we're not there yet because three times four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then looking at them, like, hey, we have two that are diehard sports, and we just dropped our third one off at a Lego robotics class, and we're like, this semester, that's what he wants to do. He'll play a sport in the fall, probably, but for the rest of the year, he's like, I'd, he would rather, you know, he's got the engineering, designing. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then our youngest, Wit, he's six, and we haven't really done anything with him yet but he you know loves I mean? the drums he, he does, does love the drums and he loves <laughs> basketball right now but i went to a five-year-old basketball game the other day oh it was gosh. torture I'm like, <laughs> i can't why, do this why do parents do that to themselves yes but he he did play soccer for the first time this fall and he thought he was oh, that's right. hot stuff and he was did great on scoring goals for both teams <laughs> um and he thought he was awesome helping the other team out. And he does do piano. And so he enjoys enjoys that. I ought yeah. to do piano right now. But um, so he is doing things, just not at the level that 
yeah. his older brothers are. Now, I know you guys think a lot about um, the fam, the story you're kind of building as a family. And mm-hmm. um, Jim, you and I've had tons of conversations about this. And so I, I'd love for you to share a little bit of your thoughts on that, like the vision that you have for your family and um, yeah, how, how specifically that's playing out. Yeah. And I feel like it's always evolving, mm-hmm. you know, based yes. on as our kids grow and change and as we grow and change. Right. You know, and so, but I think for us, there's, there's a couple of themes that we try to stay pretty consi- consistent. Um, you know, our faith is really important to us and our family. And um, <clears throat> that's something we obviously want to pass down to our kids and we want that to be real. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I think something else is just generosity and empathy for people. Um, those are things that I feel like we really try to instill in our kids, um, just because they're really important to us. I mean, our youngest is biracial. And so I think, you know, growing up in a small town in the South, you don't really get a whole lot of exposure, um, you know, to the, to the racial issues that are in our society. And so I think we want, we want to raise kids that are aware of what's going on and raise kids that can empath, empathize with people, that can have dialogues with people, even with people they don't agree with. Um, look people in the eye, have conversations. You know, like I think technology has taken a lot of that mm-hmm. away from kids mm-hmm. these days. I mean, I employ a lot of kids who they're sitting there at work and all they're doing is on they're on their phone, you know, and so... Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, we're trying to teach our kids how to use technology, mm-hmm. um, even though none of them have phones yet. But mm-hmm. when you talk about the generosity as a family, how are you teaching that to your kids? I'd love to hear some practical ways that you're engaged that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the saying more is caught than it's taught. And I mean, I think us modeling, modeling it. And I mean, and there's so many different ways that that can play out. I mean, you know, hey, we did our tithe check or we did this for the ex- the special Christmas offering or, you know, just being generous like, hey, if there's, if we drive up and there's a homeless person, like we usually try to have granola bars or I recently just put hotel lotions in my car that I had um, and we try to say, hey, what's your name? Because like when's the last time that someone's asked them or said their name back to them? Um, and so it doesn't have to just be in monetary ways, but generous with our time um, and money and resources. Yeah. And something else we've done um, about 10 years ago, I started taking a trip every year to Guatemala um, to just do some service projects down there. I mean, you've been with me before. And the past few years, we've started taking our kids, mm. you know, and just getting them down there, interacting with what we're doing. And, um, I mean, just really hoping that they have an appreciation for the things that they have mm. and not take it for granted. So how has having a biracial child, this is the last child, you know, your fourth, how has that changed or kind of like impacted and kind of, you know, with your other kids or with even just you two, like how, how did that shift your family? Mm. Yeah. I mean like growing, we both grew up here in the South. And so I think 
you probably just weren't aware, maybe like growing up in it. I think I, I mean, I definitely engaged with it. I mean, I was in a public school um, and I engaged with different races. I would have, you know, people over in my home or I would go spend the night with people that looked different and lived differently than I did. Um, and when we, we both said that we wanted to adopt, um, that, that we wanted to build our family that way at some point, and we were open to whatever race, um, whatever birth parents chose us. Um, and we didn't specify gender either. So of course we get another boy. Um, and I think it just opens up conversation because now you are, you're holding the thing that's different that's with you. And like, Mm -hmm. and so it's, we've, I think we've sat at the table figuratively, literally, um, and engaged in conversations. Um, and also just, you know, we lived in Atlanta for 11 years. We just, what, it's been two and a half years that we've, we moved out closer to family and land and stuff, but, um, and just living in a place, living here, um, and engaging and being friends, like heart friends with people Mm -hmm. that were different than me. Um, and just saying, Hey, I hear you. I see you. I didn't know that, or I'm sorry, just Mm -hmm. completely changes things. And you have to engage with that as a parent. I mean, even if if you don't have adopted children or not, like you start thinking about things differently when you're Mm -hmm. trying to help guide and shift children and how they're engaging with the world. And when you have a, um, a child that doesn't look like you, then Mm -hmm. that completely changes the conversation. And the boys sometimes will talk to our biological kids and like, why really? But I don't understand, you know, like that. why would they treat him differently because the way that they engage with Mm -hmm. him is so heartfelt Mm -hmm. and there are like, there's, they don't see the differences because he's in our home. He's in their hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But it will come. I mean, it had, you know, you do kind of get looks sometimes um, at traveling or when you're in different arenas, but... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and I would say, you know, I think it, in a good way, it has forced us to deal with the racial tensions mm-hmm. um, because I think it's easy. I mean, we've had a lot of conversations with family and friends who are just like, mm. oh, yeah. you know, that still doesn't happen today. Mm. And like, it's just like, it, no, it really who does. You, been like, to? <laughs> you know, um, you just don't know because all your friends are white, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it just, mm-hmm. it just kind of, it kind of forces you, like I said, in a good way to really start digging and asking and learning. Mm-hmm. And then it just opens your eyes to just a different reality mm-hmm. than what you grew up with. Mm. I want to switch the conversation a little bit to marriage and specifically washing dishes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You planned this one. Go Wait, ahead. what do you t- what? Okay. <laughs> Yes, washing dishes. So how does how does washing dishes play out in your family? Am I gonna answer this one? Jim, I they can they'll get done. It's just different time schedules. <laughs> and- <laughs> I have learned. Allison says that, but what she really means is if I leave it there long enough, Jim will do it. It just bothers so, him before it bothers me. But you know that. <laughs> 
And you use and that, you know to that. Your So you're like, just let it sit um, an hour longer. Listen, listen, true I like story. to serve my wife. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Like true story. I brought this up. I wrote washing dishes and, and Andre says, I, I want I want to be married to Jim. That's what she said. And I was like, I want to be married to Jim too if he's going to do the dishes. Well, I, I do the dishes mostly. And I am trying to make the transition to our kids doing it. Ah. But my problem is I'm a little bit of a control freak in how the dishwasher gets loaded. And so it's frustrating. Like <laughs> I feel you. I very ago, much feel you. I, I told Alice. That would be said, a funny test to ask people who like control freaks versus not control freaks related to marriage and dishwashers. <laughs> yeah, right. This is I thing. feel you. Apparently, dishwasher. Yeah. He's very efficient to, in getting the dishes in and there. I take pride and in a that. lot of them, right? He like does. that's the goal them. is get every oh, single good. one We're in. We're trying to save the environment. Exactly. We only run one load a day. And my kids one are not that way. And neither is somebody sitting across the table from me. But They're still she's kids. very creative. <laughs> um, so it's a nice little pattern of how the dishes are laid out. But tr- truthfully, you guys have incredible marriage. Great to be friends with you guys and see how you approach life together and all those things. Something that's been fun for me to watch and um, I'd love for you to share about is that you guys always have a project you're working on together. <laughs> and am I right? Well, I feel like recently, for sure. <laughs> and so I'm curious, when you work on these projects, you could unpack a couple if you want. How does that play out together? Like, how do you work on that together? Is, do people have their own, do you each have kind of your own lanes that you're focused on? Um, how does it work out for the two of you? And how did you figure that out together? Mm. The hard way. Mm. <laughs> did we? For sure. Well, for sure. Mm. I, it didn't take me long. I don't know, maybe five Six, seven, eight, who knows how long. Years. Years yeah, or years, months. Years. <laughs> okay, years. <laughs> so let's, talk, let's talk about our, our the house we just built okay. and finished a couple years ago. And um Renov- extensively renovated it. It would have been much right. easier just to do a fresh build. But yeah. I have okay. learned my wife is super talented with design. And I like what she designs, you know, and um Early on, though, I kind of had my own opinions of maybe how I wanted things. and Mostly at they, the car wash when you were um, trying to like, hey, you wouldn't ask me like about color. Or you'd ask me about colors. And I'm like, I think you should do this. And you're like, no. Nope. Um, I'll do something else. Five years later. Yeah. So, Went you back know, to your color. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so I've learned. I, I mean, let her do her thing. Hmm. In regards to that. And too, as a creative, sometimes there may be like three ideas that go out there. and But I just want to think about them. And so a lot of t- the term that we came up with early on you know, is, is the bubble buster. I'm like... Yeah, I'm a bubble burster. I'm like, don't oh, yeah. burst my I'm going to write bubble. that one down. Yeah. I was like, I was just thinking about it. I'm not purchasing anything. I'm not like spending any money on this. I just want to think, what if we did this and then you could do this and then we could make this and then you could shift this. I feel and like he's that's like, pop. And I'm like, uh, it's and like I, a I had kid. a teacher one time, this girl, Andre told I me, feel like, it's, way nicer. <laughs> it's way nicer because, uh, you know, Jeff calls me the dream crusher. So oh, yours see, is like so much nicer. You can, <laughs> dream crusher. We'll give you that. You can, you can, so you much can nicer. So how many times do I have to listen to the idea before I Isn't bust it three? the bubble? Is that what you say? It's, it's more like, more. it's like time. It's more like time. Mm. It's months. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's giving it months. I feel like I've gotten better. I agree. Yes. I'm not perfect. Yeah. So the lanes I'm would a be work in progress. Allison is the creative lead on most of the projects, right? And yes. you would be more of the operational get it done. Money, and I will say you are budget. an instigator. So the thing the thing is if you had an idea and he liked it, he would green light it. Yesterday, yes. right? Yes, and, and it feels push like it, and push it, it forward. Yeah, and he would exactly. Get, come up with little boxes to check to get there, and I'm like, "Here's the Ooh, end goal." And I'm like, boxes. "I don't." I love boxes. I'm not great. <laughs> me <laughs> too. And I tell her she she'll be like, "Hey, I, I need you to do this." I'm like, "Well, put it on the list. Give me a box." <laughs> I gotta have a box. Seriously, and if she I puts get it to up check there, that it's box, addicting. I love it. But what I think in in that relationship and a project together, I mean, there's we all have our projects we work with at work and things like that, but. Sometimes some of the hardest projects are the ones you're doing with the person that you love most. Yes. Right. And it mm-hmm. it could be, you know, changing out a trying to decide on what couch you want in the living room. Like that it's crazy how sometimes that can be the longest decision because there's two different opinions. But I feel like you guys have a really good pulse on where each other sit and how to encourage one another in that. Yeah, I would say that. I would love to hear you talk about the Wise Guy project and just kind of also how are you working together on this or is this kind of your thing that you have going on right now, Allison? Right. Well, how many years have I tried to launch? I mean, like it's been like these slow babies. Well, it's not like you have anything else going on. I mean, you're homeschool. homeschool, You've got four boys. You're, Um, yeah, you got a lot. Yeah. So... I think it was like 2010 or 2011 was the first like Christmas um, that we did the wise guys. And so um, growing up, Santa Claus wasn't like emphasized. And so we just chose not to do that or chose to do the same thing with our boys. And I was like, okay, this little new elf guy that's popped up, I'm like, he is super fun and I'm all about fun and doing adventurous things. And so then I was like, well, how can we do that but have like Jesus more at the center? And so came up with Gus, Frank, and Mervin. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mervin is kind of my favorite of the is he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like pretty that. cute. Um, so we have kind of the same concept, but just with these three wise guys journeying to Jesus um, and doing, you know, things around the house. And, you know, you get to decide whether they're literally just moving from one spot to another or doing something fun or haphazard. And so, yeah, our boys like get really into it. Um, and now as they're older, you know, they usually, the oldest one will remind me, he's like, mom, did you hide him? I'm like, I didn't. He's like, can I do it? I'm like, go for it. <laughs> um, and so it was, I try, was trying to write like a book to go with it and this and that. And you helped me, you got me a session with, um, a life coach, good friend, uh, Jimmy. And he really got me to see, because Jim's probably like, maybe you weren't hearing me. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, There's two different projects. There was the book and then there was the figures, which, and he's like, what do you need to get in people's hands first? What do, what do you really want? And I'm like, well, it's, they need to experience it and they need the figures. The book can kind of rest, but I wanted to do both. And, um, and so I've kind of put the book to the side and, just focused on getting the figures in people's hands. Um, and the past couple's Christmases have been successful in doing that and just sharing the story of Gus, Frank, and Mervin. And um, so, yeah, I mean, he's been encouraging along the way. It's kind of a, it's hard when it's a seasonal product and you start mm-hmm. thinking you're like, oh, it's October. Oh, and no, you're like, quick. And now, yeah. Right. And so the conversations like happen quickly. And mm. 
So it's hard to think about Christmas when you need to in right. July. Right. Right. Exactly. To get all of it ready. Yes. Yeah. But I love well, how. Then in July, she's thinking about homeschooling. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> right. she's like, I got to this semester. Yeah. So then, but I do love that. I think that's great for listeners. I mean, who have an idea, are thinking about a project or something that they want to do, mm-hmm. but they're really stuck in like the whole world of young kids, you mm-hmm. know, being home with them or it's the busyness of life. work, whatever yeah. right. it is. And I love how you've just taken like. I think you said one time, like, you're like, I'm just going to take one more step mm-hmm. more than what I did last season. Right. So whatever that looked like. So one year it was like, you put, made an Instagram account. Like you hadn't done that yet. Yes. You had sent like an email, but you mm-hmm. hadn't done like a true mm-hmm. account. Mm-hmm. And so I liked, you know, that year you did that and the next year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's really encouraging and is wise. Well, it's like the childhood story of like the tortoise and the hare. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like we all like, in my mind, I have this like hare experience where like it's going to be this fantastic, you know, fast race and it's going to be awesome. But in reality, all the likes and it's going to just explode on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I just need to be the turtle slow and steady. (laughs) I'll get there. That's in the bedroom. Oh, oh. Hair, yeah, easy. Well, that's an interesting Sorry. transition. <laughs> Did you and Jeff set that one up? No, no. I, I, I didn't. It's, it's too. But I will say, you've been married for 15 years. Is that right? 15, 15 years. years. So, how do you keep things exciting? Not, I don't mean all that, but I mean like, no. how, no. Do you, how do you continually stay connected to one another? Four, four boys who have a ton of energy. Yeah. Um, you both are people want your time and energy. How do you guys stay united and connected in the midst of all that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it takes intentionality for sure. Um, And I think we just kind of have a habit. I mean, we eat dinner together most of the time as a family, um, which certainly helps. Um, And then at night, now that our kids are staying up later, I find that we're staying up later. Like she's a night owl. And if I could be in bed at nine or nine thirty every night, that'd be great. <laughs> but when your kids aren't going to bed by then, it's not easy like, to go to bed. Yeah. It's not easy to go to bed. And you want to hang out and spend time with your wife. So I feel like we have a pretty good routine after dinner when the you know, we put the younger ones down, the older ones are doing whatever, and we'll just sit down and chairs and just kind of connect and talk or sometimes it's in bed right before we go to sleep um so i I think we're pretty good about just making sure we have daily connection um Mm. with each other um is that something that goes through your head like have i connected with her have i connected with him daily or is it just it's become natural now i think it's just something i mean i want to talk to her and i want to know how her day's been and um well, sometimes it's like, I mean, thinking forward, like, hey, tomorrow, this, this, and this. Oh, yeah, by the way, you had that meeting today. What, like, give me, like, the top three things that y'all talked about. You know, like, it doesn't. And so connecting, if you're connecting emotionally, you know, it's like, then you can show up in other ways um, later for each other. And so mm-hmm. just grabbing that time. Mm-hmm. And there's been seasons where we've done, been more consistent with, like, date nights, whether that's together or with other couples. Um but it doesn't always happen. We've kind of, I feel like we're in a season where we're not doing like consistent date nights. We're not. But we great. still get a lot of time together. Yes. 
Right. Well, you, it and, can and, still be like at home. And or... I love, I love to travel. And, and and there's a big difference between me and Allison. Like her ideal day would include our kids. My ideal day would not include our kids. <laughs> Just to be um, honest. That's a really interesting yeah. conversation to have with your partner. Like yeah. I don't think most people have considered that contrasting perspective. Yeah. yeah keep and going. So on I that. think over the years, I mean, I've had to learn to balance that because I'm like we just went on the cruise, right? But I know thing I know there's things that she wants to do that are family. And I am quick to probably work and plan around the things I want to do outside of family. Outside yeah. of family um than her. But um but the past couple of years we've gone together as a family to Jamaica and you know, so I mean I think we're starting to make it a priority. And I'm learning too to enjoy my kids more. Like mm. I, I think I really I do enjoy being around them. Um yeah. but I like being around their mom a lot more. And <laughs> when they're around you they don't interfere as much as me. with my time with mom. Mm. So did you do you do you ever feel guilty about that? Like no, this idea about I, I like to. learning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying with your kids. Like, did you ever feel guilty that you didn't want to be with them that much? Um, I I've certainly felt guilty for sure, but I also think what I've learned is I think a lot of that um, I put on myself because I would try to control their behavior way too much. Mm. And I was unsuccessful. Mm. So that would so let then them it would stress just me out. lead to frustration. Right. So then your whole interaction would be more Absolutely. frustrating than enjoyable. Yes. And so mm. I've really, I feel like been able to let go of that and mm-hmm. just let, say like, there are people too, like especially the older ones. I mean, they're starting to make decisions on their own, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's okay. And, and they're like awkward teenagers, so they're going to be awkward. Yeah. You know, you're like, that and make didn't bad go decisions. Well. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Well, and how we refuel is different. And so I, if you give me like an hour by myself or to do this, then I'm like, great, I'm ready to go. And he's like, I need like 24 hours in a different environment. And so figuring mm-hmm. those things out too um, is, is very helpful oh, in yeah. trying to... If we get rid of the kids, I'm like, let's go to a hotel. <laughs> and she's like, let's stay home and do projects. <laughs> <laughs> I got a list. <laughs> but too, like we've been talking to like wh- how we grew up. I mean, like all of these things that kind of play into how we make decisions, okay. how we execute things. And so we didn't take a lot of trips for me growing up. And so like I'm very... I'm content being at home, home. and he just loves being at home. piddling around. Homebody. Right. Um, That's I know you guys mentor a lot of other couples. Not because you have asked to do that, but because um, you guys are in a lot of people's lives. And mm-hmm. so if you're listening to a couple right now that is in a really hard season, um, struggling to connect with one another. Uh, what what recommendations would you give to them? Where where's a starting place that you could um, encourage them in some way today? Listen, I, I think the first first place to start is to start talking about it. I, I think that's whether it's with a counselor, which would probably be a good idea. Um, but even if they don't feel comfortable going to a counselor, like finding a couple 
to talk through your issues with? Because even when we've had issues in the past, I mean, we've come to you guys before and said, hey, help us think through this. We did it last Friday night with a couple at our church and have done it with other couples, you know. So I, I think having other people in the room just kind of helps set the stage for a more peaceful mm-hmm. um, conversation. Right. That's not like they have, they can be your peers. I mean, they can be older right. than you. Like just someone just to talk about life with and like, am I completely crazy? Yes. Mm, I ask that a lot. That's right. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not. Answer is usually yes, but that's a different. <laughs> but in your scenario, that's it's right. different. I'm just do we need to do some counseling? With you guys, <laughs> it's a true statement. Um, but you know, I think about like an iceberg, right? I mean, they say you only see like ten percent of the iceberg iceberg above water, maybe less than that. I don't yeah. know. But there's so much more below the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the iceberg rises above the surface, like it gets exposed to the sun and it starts melting mm-hmm. and. And so I feel that way with issues. Like if you just keep them down deep, like I don't know that any traction is going to be made. Mm-hmm. But, it but took- if you start talking about it, then I think there can be healing. Mm-hmm. But it takes you know? time to get into those habits because when we first got married, I, f- I feel like I was like, we do not have any rugs in our house, the figuratively. Like we're oh, I'm not- a sweep it under the rug kind and of guy. And I was like... No, we're not. We're I'm a not peacemaker s- on the Enneagram, married to a challenger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're not sweeping it under the rug. We're gonna bring, you, your thing was, let's bring it out in the open. Let's talk about yes, it. Yes, but I had, like, I can remember a time in college with a woman that was mentoring me and, like, something that I was working through. And I, like, I remember engaging and bringing something to the table. And when I didn't sweep it under, the freedom and the joy and, like, and I could, it was it was gone. Like, there was no figurative mm-hmm. bump in the in the rug anymore because I could my heart and my mind and my memory could draw on that then I'm like okay it hurts really bad to talk about this right now but I know tomorrow or a week from now it's gonna we're gonna be in a better place but mm. you know until you have that muscle memory like I'm not gonna this is gonna hurt but it's not going to be forever like choosing like Brene Brown like choosing to engage in the hurt like hurt can lead to healing but we've mm. got to show up and heart and yeah. so it took us a while to get there and not going to bed or looking you in the eye and saying I love you but I do not like you at <laughs> you this know? moment yeah and being like okay with that like I don't have to please him all the time and he doesn't have to please like we've got to engage in conversation and work through it and not just be like fine mm. but you can imagine how hard that is for a peacemaker mm-hmm mm. That that was tough for me to learn. And probably still is. And it still is, so, you know, but yeah. I think one thing I've learned is I can't trade my truth for peace, you know, mm. because long term that's really not peace. Hmm. And so and I think Allison as a challenger has learned to listen to me as well. And um so anyways, going back to your question, I mean I think you got to talk about it with people mm. is the number one thing I would say. And that's so scary. That is scary. Like to, exposing yourself. Yeah, exposing yourself. That's right. I'm the only one that thinks this. Yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's what most people think. Shame, yeah. shame says you're the only one in the world like this. You're the mm. only couple that deals with this. Mm-hmm. But that is, that is a lie. Yeah. That is, that is a lie. Um, 
It's just like, I mean, an example I'll use, this just popped in my mind, but um, like miscarriages, right? Mm, We uh had a miscarriage. And before that, I couldn't have named probably five people that I knew that had miscarriages. Mm. But as we started sharing with people, I mean, it's very, very common. How many people have had miscarriages? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's the same way with marriage issues. Like, I think people would be really surprised if they would share their struggles, how many couples could relate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. When it's just, it's not something you, hey, let's hang out and, hey, let me share this part. I mean, it takes time, like sitting at the table and, you know, or saying, hey, I want to meet and talk about something hard. Like, let's have fun. Let's have the light conversation. But I really want to talk about this and not right. letting the time go by. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. you usually don't lead out with, you know, hey, I've had a miscarriage and now I have four boys. And um, and so, yeah, just being willing to, it's what is it, the right, having the right conversation at the right place. T- at the right the place. Right, yeah. um, you yeah. know, Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. it's probably not the time to go into things like that. <laughs> or, you know, like it's something, you know, but finding yeah. the right atmosphere with the right people and just saying, all right, I'm going to show up and yeah. heart. You guys have given us pages of notes, so we should go to our. When they last start, hang out. When they started, they're, uh, they're like, "Well, we don't have anything prepared. We don't got anything we, to we say. We don't have anything. What are you going to ask? Well, why are you us? asking us to share? <laughs> Is that what I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the final question: Do you think it is possible to change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family? Yes. Is there a but or is it just the yes? It's, it's a yes, end. but I mean like, or gosh, you can't give a, there's so, I mean like, I feel like you, how would you summarize everything we talked about? Like not over committing for these things mm. and, but committing for real relationships and it doesn't have to be a lot. I'm all about mm-hmm. quality. I don't have to have quantity. Mm. Um, and I mean, especially with your spouse choosing to show up yeah. for them emotionally, physically. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What and do you say, Jim? I say absolutely. And I, and I think when you use the word change the world, like I think that puts a lot of pressure, you know, because mm-hmm. that's a pretty big concept. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, a phrase that comes to mind is healthy, not perfect. You know, and, and I think that's important to keep in mind. Um, and understanding, I don't love the word balance, but I love the more the word like intentionality. So, I mean, I, I think you, you've got to be intentional. Um, you got to make time for the things that are important. Um, and then I think you got to have a heck of a lot of grace mm. with each other mm-hmm. and with your kids. And there's got to be forgiveness. There's got to be healing. Um, and those two things, I think, are foundational in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you've got to have relationships surrounding you. I tell people all the time, I mean, if friendships related to like monetary value, I would be on the Forbes top 40 list of like richest people in the world. Yeah. Because... 
we have some of the best friends, you included. I mean, mm-hmm. we just have an amazing group of friends who love us, who encourage us, who we get to watch them do life and and learn from them and see where they mess up. And so I think it absolutely is, if you keep it in perspective, uh, make relationships a priority and have grace. Yes. Well, that's what one thing, the pers- keep relation things in priority, like, I think one of the things learned from last year was like, especially as that creative, I'm like, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Like all of these shiny things that I'm like, I know I'm good at that and I'm good at this and I'm good at this, but running in my lane and like just doing that well, because I was not doing like well with my homeschooling role or in this, because I was spreading myself thin and I'm like, I can do that later. I can do this later or I can just do it for myself. I don't have to have this side project for A, B, and C going on and just being like, we can't do it all. And gotta so, say no. Gotta say no. And like, you know, because social media can pull you this way and that way mm-hmm. so easily. Um, and like, let's, let's just do us. Let's do mm-hmm. us well. And now it's time for the breakdown. Oh boy, <laughs> that was a change up right there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're mixing it up and mixing it up. Maybe we gotta this keep was you on a your toes. Scenario where if boys or men would just count to three, <laughs> think about it. Oh, it, it's so good. You know it's true. Hang on, I'm still counting. <laughs> Do you remember when Jim threw that thing? All the way across <laughs> the pool. The pool. And Alice and I looked at each other and we were like, what just happened? While that was it fun. shatters. We'll always have that moment, we'll Jim. We'll always have that. Um, um, I want to talk about sweeping it under the rug. Oh. As a similar personality as Allison, I, I understand this idea, but it is a scary of idea of confronting. And not sweeping it. Yes. I'm the type of person that will push. To, to deal with it. And I yes. don't let you go to sleep. Yes. Yes. And you're like, let me just go to sleep. I I'm prom- so tired. I promise you the outcome will be better if you let me talk about it with you in the morning and not at 2 a.m. when you are just pushing and pushing for the conversation. Well, yeah. I but promise you. Let's just be thankful for all the times that I didn't <laughs> sweep it under the rug. There we go. But you might be sitting back and then for me, I was thinking about that. That's a common thing to try to figure that out. What's that rhythm for you and your partner to make sure you're not hiding the real things you need to talk about. And I'm not saying that. Jim said, I can't trade my truth for peace. And that to me was really impactful. Mm. It's that idea of peace is just kind of the sweeping under and, but there's a truth that really does need to be spoken. And that's really how we feel seen and heard and how we'll actually get further with each other in connection. You know, in the midst of that, um, they kind of talked about the habits they have of first of all, eating dinner together, which is not a common habit anymore. No. Mm -mm. Which I thought that was kind of, Interesting, like they, how he talked about it, it's just so much of life for them. That is not a common habit. Then he kept going about, okay, here's what the evening looks like for us as a family. And I would say it, it's refreshing to hear that, no, he's not going to go to bed because he wants to spend time with Allison. He's waiting for the kids to go to bed so that the two of them can connect. And that is a refreshing idea that I think a lot of us need to hear and be reminded of. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, to to focus the end of the night on one another and mm-hmm. not be going to bed out of exhaustion. Yeah, because you know we've had a little bit of a struggle bus in this area recently. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, first of all, where has the show Shit's Creek been all my life? <laughs> but right now, I am addicted. It's people. pretty funny. And they're short and 30 minutes, and I just keep rolling and rolling through them. And yeah, you have a great ability to watch two and fall, fall asleep. asleep in five minutes into the third one. So um, the struggle bus has been connecting because I'm all in with Shit's Creek right now. Well, I, I do want to bring up something related to this. <laughs> um, in general, you can play this out with your partner. But the idea of trying to fill someone in in a whole episode that they only watch two minutes of, and then they, the, your partner's like, why can't you just tell me what happened? It's like, how do I, how do I tell you what happened in a 30-minute? It's constant struggle. Thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to ask you anymore. I'm just going to watch it again. Good. Watch it myself. Good. I also really like, let's change topics. <laughs> <laughs> I really also liked, um, just the differences in knowing things like things that, how do you refuel? That is so interesting how we can be completely different in that mm-hmm. and mm, identifying that. Yeah. And as long as you identify that and you know that about yourself, and then you also know that about your partner, mm-hmm. I think to be able to give each other those ways yeah. is really important and also not expecting your partner to refuel the same way you do. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, we I mean, have that's friends. interesting to have that conversation with the person you love. And I don't know that most people have like no. going, okay, what do you need to, to regain energy? Yeah. It's such a great question. Yeah. So we leave that with you. That's I think we should leave that with you. Is them. that a challenge? Yeah, let's do it. Ask your partner. Don't tell your partner what you think they need. <laughs> well, maybe hang on, hang on a sec. Let me give That's some never advice. There's a out challenge well for us. <laughs> there's a challenge, then there's some advice. Let me give you some advice. Don't tell your partner what you think they need. Yes. Ask them. Yeah. What they need. That refuels them. That refuels them. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, just to take a note, don't tell them. What they <laughs> okay. Did I did I play that out too long? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think we got that closed up great. Listen, we need your help. We need more people to be listening to conversations like this. Why? Because we want more relationships to last longer. Oh. We want to mm-hmm. people to be interacting with content like this conversation we had with Jim and Allison that we know will help in parenting. It's going to help in their marriage. So man, if you have a friend that needs to hear this, forward it to it, send it to them, text it to them and ask them to subscribe to what we do. We're doing this because we want more relationships to last longer. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so help us get the word out. All right. That's another episode of Love or Work. This episode was produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.